You're listening to The Journey Podcast. This podcast is part of a larger series called Topics, where we discuss apologetics and current cultural issues. The format of this series is more conversation-centered and will often include guest contributors. We hope that this podcast helps you find your greatest pleasure and purpose in Jesus. Welcome to the Journey Topics podcast, guys. We're excited for this one. Um, man, we've been putting a lot of prep into this. Uh, we have two new voices, one kind of familiar voice. If you've listened to some of the podcasts, you would have heard her uh, introduce the the podcast a couple of times and then a totally new voice for, for many of you. Um, but like I said, we're excited. Uh, our guests are going to get to introduce themselves here in just one second. Um, but just to give a little bit of background to what we are talking about today, I wanted to inform you guys, it is going to be a little bit heavier um, than usual. It's going to be a little bit maybe deeper, um, but we all feel as if this is a conversation that needs to happen and that we cannot overlook, we cannot sweep under the rug. And that is a conversation about race, conversation about racism, injustice, um, and how that pertains to the church, how it's um, maybe within the church sometimes, how we as Christians and how we as the body of Christ should respond and should act towards race, racism, injustice, etc. And so, like I said, we have put a lot of time um, into thinking through this podcast and what we should say, what we shouldn't say. Um, and so we are going to do that today. And before we start, I would like to make the, the disclaimer that this is not a political podcast. Um, which, and I know that that's something that we're passionate about here. We're definitely going to talk more about the differences between politics and race here in a little bit. Um, but just, just as a disclaimer, if you're listening and you're like, oh, just another political podcast, don't turn us off. Um, keep on listening. We promise that's not what this is. Um, I'd also like to say that none of us would claim to be experts on this. Um, and so yeah, take, take what we say. Um, and don't, uh, don't, Take anything we say for truth without doing research and without looking into things yourself. Um, this we're, we are just here to start a conversation. Um, but with that being said, I'm going to stop talking as much and I'm going to let our uh, our folks introduce themselves. So, Deb, you can go first. Yes. Hello, everyone. I'm Deborah. Um, I work here at The Journey. I intern with The Journey. Um, yeah. So... Those of y'all listening, you should know me already. Um, Yeah, a bit of my story um, when it comes to this. I am black. Wow, I know. That's crazy. I'm sure many of y'all did not know that. Um, No, yeah, I'm actually Nigerian. um, And so, yeah, when it comes to race, it's really interesting because for most of my life, I've really separated my race from my faith because it's just been a lot easier. Um, But it hasn't been till honestly the past year where I've started growing and merging the two and realizing that it's important not to separate the two because that's part of the way that God made me. Um, And so I'm just as new to this journey as most of y'all are. And so I'm excited just to grow and to talk more about this. Yeah. You're up, Marcus. All right. (laughs) Um, My name is Marcus Henderson. I work on the college staff at Redeemer Lubbock. Um, and yeah, I've been a Lubbock guy for almost like 10 years now. So yep. I've been repping red and black and, you know, blue for our um, shops out there for quite some time. And <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, just definitely like, like the board said, like, like I'm excited. Um, there is a sense of weightiness always uh, when you talk about these things. Um, a sense of like responsibility that you are like the voice for your whole race <laughs> in, in some form or fashion, uh, which no one necessarily says with words, but we still feel that. And so it's just, it's just cool to like um, grow in this because like, like I'm not Nigerian, but also like this was never really a topic growing up and mm. I'm also black. So it's like, yeah. so I'm learning how to not only just be a Christian who, mm. who just cares about the Imago Dei, but like, but how to actually have Christ-like lenses into mm-hmm. the, into these yeah. into this conversation as well, knowing that this it deals with real hurt and real trauma yeah. that I yeah. honestly <clears throat> never have experienced myself. But that's not an excuse to not know how to voice yeah. gospel truth into these issues. Absolutely. Yeah, and so before we jump in, um, so like like we've been talking about, right? So this podcast has been a long time coming. Um, 
I remember uh, before we even hired Cole as a journey pastor um, over the kind of Christmas break, like I remember having conversations with my wife, Rebecca, and with Deb and with Brandon and with Jonathan, um, who are all on our staff here. I just remember having these conversations of, hey, this is something that needs to happen. We need Mm -hmm. to have this conversation. We need to talk. We can't stand by idly. Um, And with the uh, events that have happened over the past month um, Mm -hmm. that have been very, very um, in our face with the media, right? Whether it's, it's from Brianna Taylor, right? From George Floyd, this, this event that has just happened the past couple of days with, um, with Ahmad Aubrey, like all of these things that are continuing to happen again and again and again. Um, man, we, we could not, uh, put this off any longer. We could not say, Hey, we are going to just wait another month and do it next month. Topic podcast or the month after that. No, we, we're going to do it now. Mm -hmm. Um, and so with that being said, I, I do want to, so since, since Cole couldn't be in here with us today, um, I was talking about it, uh, with him yesterday, just about some of these, these things that we were going to talk about. And he gave the example of one of our, uh, one of our things at the journey is that we want to be, uh, better before bigger. So we want to continue to, to have growth and, and all of that. But before we can have that growth, uh, numerically, we want to have growth in ourselves as believers. And that can't happen as long as we turn a blind eye to injustice. Right. And so I actually have a quote from him that he was just talking with us yesterday and I started typing really quickly. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm just writing down exactly what you're saying. Um, but he said, if we become a however thousand member ministry, but have no idea what is going on in our culture and in our community, if we are not actively doing something about racism and injustice, it is hard to see how we are becoming better before bigger. Um, and man, and so I just wanted uh, to start us off with that of, of man, we, we as a staff are behind this. We as a church are behind this. Um, and so with that being said, we have a lot to cover today. Uh, so let's go ahead and and jump in. So our first like little category that we're going to try to talk through is kind of like a what and why category mm-hmm. of questions. And so um, I'm just going to pose a question and, and we're going to we're going to talk about it. So what exactly is racism? Do either of you feel like you want to take a stab at that first? Yeah. Ladies for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, spring semester last year, I took this diversity class, which is honestly really awesome. I learned a lot. And so the definition of racism, um, that my professor kind of gave me and I was like, wow, that's really cool. I never thought of it that way. It's a system of unequal power and privilege by which one racial group dominates others. Um, so this is also kind of alluding to the idea of it being an institution. Um, it's institutional. And so historically in the United States and Western culture, whites have been the ones to yield this power. Oh. And so talking about racism as being something that's sort of a system of um, inequality where one group has power um, and that being part of the institution, we see that just even in the United States, how that is built um, into the culture of yeah. what we do. We could talk about, I mean, the prison system. We could talk about the school system. It's very much um, just kind of yielded to this sort of um, white dominance, if yeah. that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, not to add anything more to that, um, <laughs> because it was a clear definition of like, sorry. It was a clear definition, um, even using, you know, um, education from tech. So, like, we all probably probably go to tech, so it's just not yeah. getting this from any, like, you know, news sites so <laughs> or any um, social media. So I, I think that was um, great yeah. to try for another sister, you know. Yeah. So <clears throat> one thing that, that I noticed from that, Deb, is you were talking about how predominantly that power has been hold, has been held by non-people of color throughout history in, in America, right? Mm-hmm. And so I guess that would even play into the question of what is, what is privilege? Is there, is there privilege in that definition of racism? Mm. Yeah, there definitely is privilege in that definition. Um, privilege, I like to think of it more so as... Um, it's just sort of like an unfair like advantage or opportunity mm. that one group gets over another simply because of just their parents. Mm-hmm. And so tying into this definition of racism um, and like privilege when it comes to, you know, um, whites being the ones historically um, that kind of dominate the culture, privilege is geared towards that, you know, like, um, you know, we hear about this idea of white privilege, which I know has... 
sort of a negative association for a lot of people because it's just kind of thrown away and not really used in like an educated manner. But privilege really is a thing. Um, It's kind of like thinking of it as kind of like a ladder. That's um, an analogy that my professor used. And it was really cool because it's like when you think of privilege, it's more so like who's at the top of the ladder, just the opportunities that people get that like the hierarchy. And so, um, so yeah, so that'd be like um, if someone... um, like if someone like me were to walk into a room, I would not get the same opportunities as a white person simply because of that priv- privilege of what is associated with being white versus what's associated with being a person of color. Yeah. Yeah. And even add on that is like, um, we all have privilege. Like if we are all Christians listen to this like we have a privilege of being in a country where we can practice religion and not have fear of governmental powers like coming in and even persecuting us for that. So so privilege is is a term. Mm -hmm. It's a a, a thing that we all benefit from or are affected by. Mm -hmm. Um, And so um, a lot of time when you hear the the phrase or term white privilege like um people discount that mm-hmm. for multiple reasons and, and and a lot of it is like having to come to terms well how am i privileged when i did nothing mm-hmm. in terms of like mm-hmm. causing these things to be yeah. the reality and, yeah. and, and a lot of it is like it's generational it's mm-hmm. it's it's the norm and mm-hmm. so like a lot of, like i would i'm speaking for deb in this moment but it's like we can't blame people for what they did not know mm-hmm. and like or were brought into yeah um, uh, um so yeah so yeah. yeah, I had a, a conversation recently with a friend who um, is is like you said. So the the term white privilege comes with a lot of negative to- connotation. It's mm-hmm. been used in a very negative way, an uneducated way, <clears throat> and. He came to me and he said, man, like the term white privilege, like doesn't make sense to me. I, d- I don't understand it um, because I'm not. I'm not privileged and he's a white male. Um, and I, so what I encouraged him to do is he needed to separate the different types of privileges, right? Mm -hmm. Because there, there are more than just racial privileges. There are gender privileges, racial privileges. Mm -hmm. You even hinted at religious privileges, Mm -hmm. right? Um, and so socioeconomic privileges. Mm -hmm. And so what I encouraged him to do is even, even if you are a white male who was born into a family that was maybe not as well off as, uh, maybe take a celebrity, uh, a black celebrity, right? There are children are going to be born with more socioeconomic privilege mm-hmm. than maybe a, a white family who is not as economically well off, but that does not take away from the fact that there is still white privilege. Um, and so separating the privileges and seeing them for what they are is something that, that I really encouraged my friend to do. And, and it seemed to help. I don't know if it did. It maybe, <laughs> maybe it didn't. Yeah. But even to that point, it's like, just because we see people who are well off like mm-hmm. who are of color does not mean it does not exist still. Right. And so and it just, I've yeah. just heard that so many times. Like, well, you know, there's, you know, actors and, yeah. and athletes who are like, they're millionaires. I'm like, yeah. okay, like that doesn't mean that it's still as a problem for right. majority of yeah. other minorities who yeah. feel this. And so, mm-hmm. or who experience it on a regular basis. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Um, so yeah, the, the, the idea, <clears throat> sorry, the ideas that we're talking about, I feel like a lot of people, again, are, are trying to politicize these ideas, mm-hmm. right? Are saying, oh, well, that's just politics. Like, I'm just going to stick to, um, you know, I'm a Christian, so I don't get into politics or, mm-hmm. or this or that. But the, these these ideas, right, are not far off. They're not far off at all from what's in, what's in God's word, right? Mm-hmm. So that leads us into the question of, like, how is racism a gospel issue, right? What is mm-hmm. What does the word even say about injustice, about racism, about... Um, nationalities stuff like that Mm. yeah so I definitely agree with you and I think that's something I said earlier I don't remember if I did but that race is very politicized Mm -hmm. in our society and it really shouldn't be um, simply because people from different races are people that Jesus came to die for yeah you know he didn't come to die for people of just one race or one background yeah he came to die for everyone and so because of that race should not be a political thing. It's a gospel thing. Absolutely. Um, And man, I'm thinking of the iconic verse in Revelation Mm. where it says people of every tribe and background and culture and nation are going to be worshiping the Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, diversity, um, this is not just something where it's like, oh, like, I just want it because I'm black or like, this is a God thing. Like, he has this vision for the church. He has this vision of his people being 
united under him. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And when really when you study the scriptures, you see all along that that really is God's vision and God's design. Um, there is like the verse in, I think it's in Romans, that talks about neither Jew nor Gentile um, or slave nor, or, I think that's Galatians. And it's Colossians. Yeah. Okay. Colossians, uh, Colossians 3. Okay, sorry. Mm. But yeah, <laughs> sorry. It's, it's in there in the New Testament. Um, <laughs> and there's a verse that talks about um, just this idea that God from the beginning has desired everyone to, yeah. to come to him and to be for him. Yeah. yeah. That's good. The only thing like I would ask that, man, if you read any major or minor prophet you mm. see justice being <laughs> like displayed yeah. yeah especially against god's people who are either indifferent towards the injustices around them or mm. even like causing them yeah and so it's and so god has done multiple times we have a whole book of him warning hey people that i'm set apart for myself mm-hmm. you're not doing what i'm telling you to do as represent me yeah and so and that comes with 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 um with wrath and, and punishment but it's like he's but also it didn't come without warning mm-hmm. um and right. so and we, and we so we see that um um I'd say really just look at the prophets and that's yeah. really where you will see yeah. biblical texts. Um, and also even like taking back on that, it, like and you have to take that seriously because we believe Second uh, Timothy 3.16 that all scripture is God breathed. Yeah. So I have to take that into account that this is points to Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah. This points to who he was and who he came to, and what he came to yeah. do. So. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and I, I think when we're also talking about the topic of injustice. We kind of forget that God is a just God, like mm. part of his nature. Yeah. Part of something that's attributed to him is being just. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is something that he stands for. I mean, we see a lot um, also in the old Testament where God is just saying like, he is a defender for those that may not have anyone else to defend them. Yeah. Um, and so ultimately God defends those and he looks after those um, whose society pushes aside and whose society tries to take advantage of. Um, There is that justness in that. So injustice and justice is very important to God. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like Marcus said, you just any of the minor major prophets, right? Like that's, that is one of the main topics. Um, I, I would yeah, I would go out to say that like you you can't flip through the Old Testament and yeah. land on a random page and read through that whole page and not see something about justice or mm-hmm. injustice yeah. or righteousness or unrighteousness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big topic in the Old Testament and going all the way through into the New Testament talking about, hey, there's neither Greek nor Jew, there's mm-hmm. no neither Gentile nor <clears throat> non-Gentile, whatever it may be. Um, man, that's, that's so important. And so now we, we do see that this is something that is talked about in the Bible, right? That this mm-hmm. is not just some politicized idea that the media tries to twist to make everybody go crazy. Yeah. We see that that's not the truth. So why should the church care about it? Why should we as Christians stand up for that? Mm. Yeah. Um, like <clears throat> you saying yes to follow Jesus meant you said yes to this. Mm. Um, He's given you uh, the ministry of reconciliation. You are an ambassador of Christ. Yeah. Um, you are the salt and light of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you you say yes already by saying, I want to follow you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's good. And so, um, um, and, and also like, it hurts so many times to like try and separate the same the same God in the Old and New Testament. Like they didn't have the New Testament when they were writing to the Church of Galatia or mm-hmm. or yeah. Colossae. But I mean, so they were using these Old Testament texts to speak justice into these things. So it's like same God cared about the same thing, cared, mm-hmm. cared about his righteousness and cared about his glory. And and if the church is silent about this, he mm-hmm. also cares about too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> Um, and I'm also reminded of the passage in Matthew 25 where, you know, Jesus is speaking um, and he gives, you know, the parable about um, just, um, sorry. Yeah, he gives a parable about, um, you know, the people, pretty much the idea behind the parable, I don't need to like recount the whole thing, is that whatever you do to the least of these, you do for me, right? And so... Um, I think that's also why we are called to care about this is because 
God says, however you treat even the least of these, that's like how you're treating me. Um, and as believers, kind of going off of what Marcus said, like we are called to care for one another and to fight for one another. And because the cross is what unites us, that should be our bond and that should be what we're focusing on. So when you see a fellow brother or sister that is being discriminated against, mm-hmm. um, or you see injustice going on for them, you should care because you're united in the cross. Um, and so I think this is important um, just to kind of keep in mind that however we treat the people around us is it's like we're treating God that way. Like how can we see another fellow image bearer of mm-hmm. Christ and not treat them with the dignity and with the love that they deserve. So this goes past being a race thing, but it's just like, how are we treating people that were made in the Imago Dei and the image of, they bear that image. How Mm -hmm. are we treating them? Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so I, I, uh, what, what would you guys say to somebody? So I had uh, a friend, um, who not from Texas lives up north messaged me the other day on Instagram and mm-hmm. said, "Hey, so how does it change? Uh, how how, do, how does this topic of racism right change whenever you look at scripture and it says all people were created in the image of God and mm-hmm. and their arguing point was actually that it should make you see no color because mm-hmm. if everybody was made in the image of God, then why should you see color?" Um, and so that was, that was a question yeah, that, that was asked to me. And so how do you got, what would your input be on, um, on that? If somebody reached out to you guys and said, Hey, if everybody's made in the image of God, we shouldn't see color. Um, I would say, um, then you should be wearing tacky clothes right now <laughs> because uh, you coordinate, um, your clothes, your, your outfit, your room, your house, outfit, uh, feng shui, like color is, is, uh, beautiful depiction of God's character and so it's like yeah and so it's like to say that you don't you don't see I don't know because you want you you get what they're saying what they're Mm -hmm. trying to say like hey I see Mm -hmm. I see Zach I see Deborah I see Mark I don't I don't see everything else which is a nice way to say I'm really in, I'm really indifferent to her, towards your own culture because I don't mm-hmm. have to really think about it mm-hmm. that much. Mm-hmm. And so, but like, we're always thinking about it or always on our mind in some form or fashion. Yeah. Um, and so, um, so saying you don't see color, is like, mm-hmm. it's like me having to comment down even in this moment because it's like, man, like, that's just, that, oh, it's just, it's just, it's, just, it's a, it's a, it sounds nice, but what you're saying mm-hmm. is you, it sounds more like you're trying to distance yourself from having a real mm-hmm. conversation mm-hmm. Yeah. than actually like engaging with it. It's like yeah. I don't I don't see color, but yeah. but you, but you do though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, but because I'm like, yeah. we I mean we all been like we all been in kindergarten before. We all learned. <laughs> we also know what, what a primary color is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, hopefully we still know. Yeah. What yeah. It is. <laughs> so it's like okay, saying you don't see color is a passive way to say I don't want to talk about this mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I absolutely agree. I think. Yeah that's definitely like part of it. Like it's a way of trying to sweep under the rug, the issue and a way to ignore it and to make it easier for yourself. Mm -hmm. But I think also we forget that God is a creative God. Like he made people differently to express him differently. People of different backgrounds and cultures. Like when you look at how people worship from different cultures, it's so different, but it's so beautiful because Mm -hmm. that expresses him. And so saying, I don't see color is like saying, I don't see the different way that God made you because God made us all in his image, but he made us to express that differently. And so when we're saying, uh, I had to calm down, man. I was yeah. you, you need me bring a pulpit over there yelling. so you can yes. keep on preaching. Oh my I like gosh. it. Sure, 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 uh, you know, <laughs> um, got a mic already. So. <laughs> but it's so true, though, and that's something that even for me, you know, I'm Nigerian. I'm from El Paso. You know, I minored in Spanish in college, and so getting to see and just learn about different cultures and just see the different strengths and weaknesses of different cultures is beautiful. And God yeah. made us all differently in that way. And so saying again, like saying, I don't see color, that's not an excuse. Um, because that's, that's the way that God made someone to express him. And when we come together as believers with our different 
perspectives and different ways that the God, that mm-hmm. God, not the God, that God made it's us. God. Um, it's like a beautiful masterpiece, right? Like a beautiful painting. No beautiful painting just has one color in it. That's it has good. different colors, different yeah. expressions in it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, again, it's just the vision that God has for his church is all these different colors and personalities and backgrounds and cultures that express yeah. him and express the bigger picture of just who he is and of his people. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I think even wrapping it back to right the, the verse in Revelation that you brought up earlier about people from every nation coming to worship God yeah. together. I don't if if the nations. Right. And if color were not important, if um, ethnicity was not important to God, I don't think that the scripture would say and the nations came together. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. that. That's such a vivid picture of people from every nation, every yeah. tribe, every tongue coming together. Mm-hmm. Those, those are clear distinctions between people groups right there. Yeah. And, and so I think, man, that that's all I need to hear to know that, that color exists, yeah. right. And that it's important um, yeah. and that it's beautiful and that each of those, yeah, like you said, each of the cultures comes together and has different ways of worship mm. um, that are beautiful in their own way, but so different compared yeah. to other cultures. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely um, beautiful. Deb, really quick. I want you to hint on earlier. You talked about how until maybe about a year ago, you had really separated your faith um, and your um, and your background, right? Your race, your mm-hmm. culture and stuff like that. And so I want you to just to talk for a quick minute on what that looks like of why it's important to bring mm-hmm. together those things yeah. um, and what it even looked like for you. Maybe there's people out there who are like, man, like I've never thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. How can I bring together my culture, my background, my race, my ethnicity combined with my faith. Mm. Um, and maybe just really quick, give somebody a little bit of, uh, advice on how to do that, how you did that. I think part of, part of it was just like, I mean, I'm growing as a person, Mm -hmm. growing as an adult, just learning more about myself and discovering. But I think I realized that any part of my personality or just the way that God made me that I'm not submitting to him um, is not allowing him to use me in that area. And so for my race, I was like, oh, it's just not really like, it's not a big deal, but God made me, you know, a black woman for a reason. Like there are ways that he wants me to express him to the world. And so it was me growing into that and learning like, okay, race isn't really, it doesn't need to be a political thing. It's genuinely how God made me. I express him differently. And so now it's just kind of growing into what that looks like. And a big part of it was that diversity class that I took that I was kind of scared to take at first because I thought it was going to be like really weird and everything. (laughs) But it was a great growing experience for me. And it made me realize, no, like I need to submit every part of who I am to God so he can use that. Um, And so it's been me growing and having conversations like this and, you know, with my friends wanting to talk about my race and, I'm wanting to talk more about my culture and, you know, um, just being open to watching different movies and listening to a lot more different music Mm -hmm. and um, even having combos with my parents about things because, you know, there's the aspect of being black in America, but there's also the aspect of being African in America where it's very different. Um, And so trying to merge the two, which I think is going to be a lifelong process for me I definitely yeah. don't have it figured out yeah. um and so yeah just realizing that I could be better in and just accepting that more and learning what that looks like yeah that's good that's good you got anything to add on to that Marcus yeah. um even for me like I have like a lot of Nigerian oh well, people who are of course, raised in Texas, but mm-hmm. like they have Nigerian roots. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm learning, oh, there's like, it's not all one Nigerian. <laughs> it's like, there's this Yoruba. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like well, there's, <laughs> there, I'm like, there's more, like, there's like, there's more like, so even someone who like, on the outside looking in, like, on, on the outside, he's like, oh, we, we come from the same tribe. But it's like, actually, no, it's actually a lot different. And even though we look the same, like, pigmentation wise, mm-hmm. I'm having to really put myself, okay, like, oh, Okay, there's actually two different like languages. Even even mm-hmm. in like Nigerian culture, we used to be blanking statement like Nigerian. So mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. Is it so? I'll just say like kind of what, what she was saying. It's like it, even with her person, it's a different complexity of like 
you're one a Christian, mm-hmm. you're a woman, mm-hmm. you're black, mm-hmm. and you're Nigerian. And so it's like, <laughs> in, in, in each very moment, confusing. <laughs> each moment have their own like real complexities and real like, like you have to, like their own culture in and of themselves and trying yeah. to merge all of them at the same time, knowing that you're foundationally a believer in Jesus. Mm-hmm. It, it 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 does. It takes. It just takes time, just trial and error, just being okay with um, um, uh, being okay, being okay with like learning how to express yourself, knowing mm-hmm. that there will be sadly backlash for like being yeah. being just being like expressive, yeah. like man, I'm I'm glad that I'm Nigerian, and because Nigerian people is dope, so it's like <laughs> so it's like let them let 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 it, let it shine, and it's um, it's wild. Apparently, wild. I've been like, man, the stories I've heard people growing up with Nigerian parents, it's it's <laughs> hilarious. But I was like, man, but I'm learning. Like, oh, it, it was different for you, yeah. And so, even though we look the same, so yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, and so this, this next kind of segment of questions that we're going to do is, um, I, I think arguably the most important part of this, of this, um, podcast. Um, and so we have now addressed like, okay, so what exactly is racism? We talked about that for a minute. We talked about how racism and injustice are actually gospel issues, right? Are actually, um, in the Bible and need to be addressed by Christians. So we've talked about that. Now we're going to kind of dive into a little bit more of the how, um, so if you have kind of tuned us out this whole time, <laughs> listen up a little bit better, turn that volume up a little bit more. Um, and so I think that this is going to be the part that um, is going to, to be the, the best conversation starter for us. Um, and so <clears throat> there's there's a lot of questions in here that we're going to kind of talk through. So we're not going to spend a ton of time on a single one of them. Um but I really do think that, that a lot of wisdom is going to come from this. And even just like a lot of knowledge, I'm sure things are going to be said that I'm going to be like, man, I've never thought about that or I've never even uh, heard that or, or stuff like that. Um, and so I hope that, that this part of it is, is really awesome for you as well. And so we're just going to go ahead and jump right into those. Um, so one of the first questions I'm going to ask you guys is what is what is something that you see people doing or saying out of good intention? So they mean well, they want to help, but is actually more hurtful than helpful. Because um, I'm sure there are things. <laughs> right now, this current state is just the constant, constant, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's like, I get it that this is a genuine response for you, but I've heard it. So many times that you're sorry, you can't believe this still happens, <laughs> that you wish the world was better. I'm like, okay. Because, uh, like, by this time, like, people, I would say majority of people of color who are who are Christ followers trying to be ambassador of Christ, like, man, we have been trying to talk about this for a long time. Yeah. And I'm personally tired of waiting for when culture says it's okay to talk about it. You know, MLK Day, mm. maybe in February, um, <laughs> and, or just when tragedy happens. I yeah. mean, but we know it just stuff is happening beyond those means, and and it just still sounds reactive to like to these situations, which is like I fall into that too. It's like mm-hmm. I'm, re- I'm since like I said earlier, it's like I don't see this mm-hmm. in a regular basis because. Where I, where, I, where I live in Lubbock, mm-hmm. uh, I'm never, I don't have trauma like that of like seeing, have, having a weird encounter with police or it's just so on and so forth. But the, for me to say, hey, I haven't seen it before, it, it doesn't exist, or I'm dang, this still happened? Like, oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is still happening because people are still crying out mm-hmm. for, for, for help. Yeah. Or, or rioting. And it's like, Though, though I do not, I should, the guy was saying this now, like, though I do not condone people riding in the streets, but I see people who don't have hope. Mm. Yeah. Like, I I see people who don't have a tangible grasp of like, man, one day, definitely Mm -hmm. Christ comes back and makes all this new, but people are just tired of waiting uh, for like, for something to happen, even though we keep saying, dang, I'm sorry, this keeps happening. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a quote that on, on the topic of riot, rioting, right? We do not condone rioting. We do not think that it's a good idea. Um, but there's, there's a quote that says that <laughs> there's a, there's a quote that says, uh, rioting is the voice of the unheard, 
right? And like you said, people are frustrated. People are not being heard, and and so that doesn't that doesn't justify riots. Um, but it makes me understand, you know. Um, sorry, but Deb, no, that's a good point. if you have anything to add in um, to what Marcus was saying, yeah, no, that was definitely that was definitely really good. I think the only thing I would add, um, and it you might even kind of go along with that, but when people say that racism is a thing of the past or it's not even happening anymore, mm-hmm. that's not true either. Um, there's a difference in like being covert and overt about something. Mm-hmm. And so just cause yeah. it may not be as, um, overt in society, which it, it still definitely is. Yeah. Does it mean that it's not still going on? And I think that's, if anything, that's something that people say that makes the problem worse because it's refusing to acknowledge that it's still a thing and that it is still happening. And so mm-hmm. that's something I would say is definitely not helping the situation either. I think people just need to acknowledge like, yes, it is a thing. Um, it is going on. And how can we come together as believers to fight for this? Um, because I also feel like this is something, well, I might be jumping ahead. Okay. I'll be quiet. Maybe, I'll, maybe that'll be something. Another it, question. Even to that, even that point, like another, this, I'll be super short that we have like progressed. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's kind of hard to progress when you never talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know? yeah. It's kind of hard. We, we, you don't talk about it like in yeah. its rawest form, like in its rawest, in its ugliest form, like what sin is. Cause we know racism is a product of sin, but yeah. it's like we, we skip over it in like six weeks of, of high school or middle school. Mm. Like, yeah. You know, there were, <laughs> there were slaves here. <laughs> the civil war happened. And then, yeah, and now the civil rights movement. And now 19, racism's gone. Yeah, and it's gone. And, and it's gone. <laughs> and it's like, man, I mean, I, I'm like, even before I was a believer, like an actual Christ follower, raised in the church and everything, I'm like, man, there's a whole book of laws in this Bible that people blatantly disobeyed. Yeah. <laughs> um, like literally, look at Exodus. And like people yeah. were literally brought out of slavery mm. for 400 years. Mm-hmm. And the first thing they did when God was taking too long on Mount Sinai, I was like, Aaron, come over here. We need it. We we need all those gold earrings. We, and, 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 and we, we need a calf right now. I'm like, he's right. He's literally talking on this mountain right here. Um, and so this is to say that just because we don't see overt, yeah. Like, and honestly, that would be a lot easier right now because at least I can see it. But um, yeah. but now it's just a lot is more just indifferent. Yeah. A lot of it was harder is just the indifference yeah. towards mm. these things because we don't have to see it in this ugliest form as as regularly yeah Mm -hmm. to to sit on this just for another minute longer um and not to put you guys on the spot but what are some examples so you guys were both both talking about like this overt racism versus Mm -hmm. kind of this undercover racism right Mm -hmm. what are some examples of racism that is not overtly in your face right we all understand Mm -hmm. overt racism and what that is but what is what is an example of of covert racism Oh, so this is all, this is, this is all my, like, I told someone the other day, all my church hurt comes from, is like when you're just expressing, hey, this is like how I feel. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not real. I'm like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I could have sworn this is my own emotion yeah. uh, to this. Like, hey, like, I'm really like worried about like kind of like this, this, this presidency. I'm just yeah. like, cause I've seen yeah. things and I'm like, not saying I disagree with what he's saying. I mean, it, you know, all these like even how I'm programmed mm-hmm. to even speak in disclaimers yeah. um, because like, I'm so worried about, hey, they might not like me anymore. Yeah. But also yeah. probably the most of over- covert is just like I've been known as one of the good ones. Mm. Um, or yeah. or that I talk white. I'm like, yeah. or, yes. oh or, or even the, the famous... How they try to do that in a joking way, man. You're you're, you're like an Oreo. I'm yes. Like, yeah. Oh my coconut. gosh. Yeah. You're coconut. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, you know. You're, so I'm like. The amount it's, of it's, times I heard that growing mm-hmm. up. And, and, then, and so then, and then when you pr- like press, as in just like, what does that mean? And it's mm-hmm. like, well, you know. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like, actually, I don't. Yeah. And, you're like, and, yeah. and they see you're you're not smiling at this sense of pseudo affirmation of who you are I'm like that doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense and yeah. you're like oh mm-hmm. you're taking this too seriously now mm-hmm. come on it's yeah. a joke I'm yeah. like I'm like nah it's like yeah there's a depiction of a black man that you think I am not acting like mm-hmm. so that means I'm not black so what does yeah. that so he's like yeah. what does that mean yeah, yeah. I can use the whole point for yeah. like, what does that mean yeah yeah and so that's that's all my covertness mm-hmm. of just like there's a p- depiction of what black people should act like. And if yeah. you not act like that, then yeah. you're not black in and of itself. Yeah. Mm. 
and and so I'm not I'm not on <laughs> any level trying to uh, say that I experience anything um, that you guys do. But growing up Hispanic, right? So I had mm-hmm. I had a little bit of experience to this. And in high school, one thing that I just I didn't even realize until probably whenever I started becoming a little bit more aware to, to things around me, I didn't even realize, but I was like the token Hispanic friend in a lot of my <laughs> friend circles in high school. Um, and people jokingly would say, I'm not racist. Zach's Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Um, and like as, as a joke, and those people are not racist. Those, mm-hmm. those friends, that, those high school friends that I had, they were not racist people, mm-hmm. but even that, that just statement that sentiment behind that well what do you mean by that like Mm -hmm. you said Marcus well what does that mean Mm -hmm. um and so yes I I I was just nodding my head in agreement with you Deb Mm -hmm. what do you do you have anything to add to that I mean I feel like you pretty much hit on it like yes (laughs) those are definitely things I've experienced um like people I got cold called coconut and oreo like oh my gosh you're too white and i'm like what does that mean you know and so it's even for me it's been one of the, it's been something hard even growing up because it's like being told oh i'm too white but i'm too black but i'm too african but i'm too you know it's like well, yeah. what like what am i supposed to be and yeah. so yeah i definitely agree with that i think kind of like going off that like microaggressions are a real thing which is just yeah. pretty much just like little unconscious or conscious things that people do um, that kind of hint at just, you know, kind of overt racism. And so even with me, like when people see me, they're like, are you American? You know, like things like that, where it's like, Yes, I am. Like, what does that mean? Like, that's an example. I've been like, oh my gosh, yeah. your name is so exotic. Oh my gosh, like, exactly. Is this your real hair? Yeah, oh my god, no, really. Yeah. yeah. Deb, the the example of like, oh, where where were you born? El Paso. Oh, but where is your family, <laughs> family. from? <laughs> kind of yeah, thing, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, Even though I wasn't born in El Paso, but. Uh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I just, yeah. But yeah, things like that um, where it's very just like, I don't know, people just make assumptions about things or they just assume that I'm like not going to be smart or I'm not going to be well-spoken or something Yeah, simply just because of the color of my skin. Yeah. People having preconceived notions. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess, uh, flipping from that really <laughs> quickly. Um, so what are, uh, some things that you would say to someone who is asking like what their role in this should be? Um, specifically somebody who is not a person of color, what would you, like, what is the, somebody came up to you and said, hey, Marcus, Deb, what, how can I help? What do I do? Um, real quick, I will always say, like, if you're a follower of Jesus, because I will always say that's the, if there's a disclaimer, like, follower of Jesus is the one who should be talking about this the most. So it's like, yeah. I would say, like, you can't bypass personal prayer, personal repentance, and personal Bible intake. These, these things are foundational to you speaking to any topic mm-hmm. that involves God's people. Mm-hmm. If you're not personally repentant of your own indifference, personally, you're just personally praying like, God, how are you shaping and molding me to look more like your son? And, they, and like, we get that by reading his word. So it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean yeah. I saw, I'm like, how are you praying about this? And how are you um, repenting about this? And like, are you just abiding in Jesus? Mm-hmm. And so, because definitely you hear people say them, it's like, I want to do something, but what you have been given, they're not doing. It's yeah. like, people yeah. don't even know their own, people don't know their Bible. People are not praying and are submitting these requests to the one who can actually bring real life changing movements. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I would just say start there, and um, yeah, I would start there. Know your Bible, know your God. So, yeah, no, absolutely. Like that is really important because you can't you, because we know that God is love. You can't really love His people if you don't know Him. Um, and so, growing in your understanding of who God is um, and just how to love Him will really grow how you're able to love other people to expand that. Um, I think it's also important to have conversations with people that are different from you. Like if all your friends look exactly the same as you, whether you're white, black, like Hispanic, Mm -hmm. they're all exactly the same as you, then there's a problem. Um, And I think 
people need to challenge themselves to be friends with people that are different, to have conversations with people that come from different backgrounds. Um, I heard in a sermon one time, and it was really, really cool, just this idea of just blinders and lenses, the way that we view the world. And so people from different you know, cultures and backgrounds, they have these lenses in which they view the world. Um, but when you're from that same culture, you have blinders of different areas that you're not aware of. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's important to be friends and to have conversations with people that are different because they have different lenses. They have different blinders, things that they aren't aware of. And so I think people just need to have conversations. Yeah. Like I, I would say, honestly, right now, anyone listening, look over your circle of friends, people that you do life with. Yeah. If there's no one that's different, that comes from a different background, or if you haven't had these sorts of real conversations with them, you need to challenge yourself to do that and start growing in that. Um, and doing research also, I think it's really important to be educated. And so yeah. doing research in different topics and um, even listening to, you know, I, I know we're really big on like podcasts and like listening to like sermons and stuff. And so listening to podcasts and sermons from pastors of different races, of yeah. different backgrounds, hearing how they preach and things that they touch on, like that's another really practical tool yeah. um, that you can do to really just expand your knowledge. So, yeah. Yeah, and what Deb is not saying is like find your nearest black person and try be and try to befriend them. Yes. Um, or any person of different ethnicity. Um, but it should be if you're having these conversations with, with a circle of people who just look like you, mm-hmm. it you have potential of just being one sided and yeah. how you how you view things. And that's with yeah. a array of other topics, a array of other conversations. But yeah. especially when it comes to this, it's like you need like it's like us having a, a women conference, mm. but I'm not talking to any women or how like <laughs> or I'm it can be kind of weird like yeah. Yeah. this is what women need this is what they need. I'm like, but I'm not yeah. Yeah. having a women's conference and all of the speakers are men. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I've actually seen that before on a flyer. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like kind of weird because it kind of kind the heart I I see it, but it's like the, the, the doesn't seem legit. <laughs> doesn't seem legit. Don't know if I'm gonna send my children my daughters to that my wife to that my female friends not going to encourage them to go to that one (laughs) um yeah so how how do you guys which it's a similar question right but how would you guys encourage um somebody who is out there who is trying to do stuff who's doing this stuff right they are they are praying about it they're in the word about it they are having conversations with people about it but they feel down they feel out like how do you encourage them hey um Keep on going. Keep on doing things. Encourage them to actually do something. Mm. There's a sorry. No, you're, it's you're, okay. you're like oh my no, God. it's okay. I was still thinking. So you uh, can go. There's a line by Andy Minio and in, in, uh, Wild in his old Here's for Sale uh, album called Wild Things, and I always like come back to it because like he says like I walk like I talk like Jesus. All the Christians love me. I walk like Jesus. Now they want to judge me. Ain't it funny? So mm. it's, it's it's real cool to like talk like you care about things. Yeah. Mm. Um, but it's, it's another thing to like actually put put steps to those mm. words to, to your to your conviction. Yeah. yeah. And I would I would say there is boundaries and mm. limitations because mm-hmm. you're a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that's why I said like. Are you submitting these things to the Lord? Are, is, is anyone bearing this with you? Yeah. Um, we are a body of people called to be on the Great Commission, and, and so this is not a singular like effort on your own because yeah. Christ, like this, that's Christ's job. Mm-hmm. Your job is to reflect Him, and yeah. so and you need and you do that with your other brothers and sisters. So. Mm-hmm. It, it is exhausting. Mm. Like I am tired <laughs> of talking mm-hmm. about yeah. about this. But I'm tired of talking just period. Yeah. But and that so it's being be being transparent with your own limitations. Yeah. Like the weight's not on your shoulders. It's mm-hmm. not on our shoulders and uh, Deb and myself. Mm-hmm. But it's like it is a responsibility as a yeah. believer. That's um, good. It, it's your responsibility, but mm. the the battle's already been won. Yeah, you know. So you so it's kind of like knowing who's acting as the center of it and still like moving forward. Like mm-hmm. you know, yeah. So. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and I think also, gosh, where did my train of thought go? <laughs> no, come back. Ah, no, come back. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that happens. Um, yeah, I think also, you know, scripture talks about bearing one another's burdens. Mm. And I think that's a big part of it because you can't genuinely help someone if you are not putting yourself in their, in their shoes or trying to understand. And so I, I think... 
man, taking efforts is a great first step. Um, I think, again, like continuing to have conversations with people. But I think having these combos, not just with people of color, but with other white people. Yeah. I think if you're someone that like you're growing in this area and you're seeing it, I think that's also really important because it's one thing to come from just like Marcus and I like, yes, like let's not be racist. <laughs> Woo! But like coming from someone else that's white, I think that not that it adds more credibility to it, but it shows that, Hey, it's not just their problem. It's yeah, our problem that's too. Good. And so I think if you're someone that you're really wanting to grow in this, initiating those conversations with other people that are like you mm-hmm. to really kind of pick their brains a little and to get them to think outside the box. I yeah. think that's also really important because Great kind point. of like, you know what you're saying, it's not just on our shoulders to try and push for this or grow in this area. This, this is a gospel thing, a yeah. Jesus thing. And so um, we need to be pushing for these conversations and every, you know, group of people that we are interacting with. Yeah, that's good. And so what is, so as Christians, right, what is, what is the role of the church in this? Deb, you said something uh, actually over a text message the other day that I thought was really insightful was that we look at, um, we, we look at our culture and all of the people who are leading this quote unquote fight against injustice mm. are people who don't seem to, to be part of the church. Or maybe, you know, maybe some of them are, maybe some yeah. of them are Christians, but it shouldn't be like that, right? Yeah. It should be flipped. The church should be the one that's leading the fight against injustice if yeah. we're looking at it from a scriptural standpoint. Yeah. And so what actually is the role of the church in this uh, situation, in this time? Yeah, I would say the role of the church is to speak up when we see something going wrong, when we yeah. see another brother or sister that is struggling. I'm thinking of the story of the Good Samaritan Mm -hmm. in scripture where ironically it wasn't, you know, the worship leader or the priest that helped Mm -hmm. the person that was struggling. It was just this random Samaritan. Um, And that models so beautifully what the church is supposed to be like, what that's supposed to look like, really caring for your neighbor and stepping in um, and making this not just their fight, but yours because we are called, um, to unity and because we were called to fight together, um, you know, I was thinking some, I don't know, it was some months back where I was thinking like, why is race such a big deal? Like, Mm -hmm. why is this just such an issue that our society cannot seem to get past? And I was thinking about it and I'm like, well, race is one of the easiest physical distinguishers of being different and whatever, um, is something that marks someone as being different is an area that the enemy wants to use to divide. And that's why race is such a divisive thing because it's so, we can physically clearly see this person's different from me and the enemy wants to use that to divide us as a church. And I think as the church, Mm -hmm. instead of allowing that to be something that divides us, it should be something that unites us. We should feel more of a pull um, to want to step out there and have convos and fight for people, um, not just because of their race, but because of Christ. Like that should be what you, what unites yeah. us. And when Jesus came, he spoke up against injustice. Like he was straight up about things. And so yeah. I I do believe that, yes, like the church should be the one that's on the forefront fighting for justice because that shows the world the love that we have um, not just for Christ, but for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really what distinguishes us. And so I think just stepping up and having convos. And um, again, a big thing is that race in our society is politicized. And so that's kind of what makes it kind of messy for, I feel like a lot of churches to really step into. But like we talked about, it's not a political thing. It shouldn't be a political political thing. Yeah. It's a gospel thing. These are people that Jesus came to die for. Jesus, you know, told the Great Commission to go out and make disciples of all men, um, people from different backgrounds. And this is part of that, fighting for justice so people can know Jesus. Yeah. What would you add to that, Marcus? Yeah. um, I know everything she said was so good, so if you don't have anything uh, else. (laughs) I I always say, like, hey, if if the church is not going to talk about it, our people are going to get information Mm. Mm. That's good. That's, that's good. a really so, good point. Yeah. yeah so good. if the like just hey, just like our society is wrecked when it comes to 
when it comes to the sex conversation, yeah. mm-hmm. sexual identity conversation, yeah. like where do we not hear the most like explicit mm. like depiction of what race I mean what sex is meant for and mm-hmm. a lot of times it's in the church like mm, yeah. and like or yeah. how to use money it's like that yeah. like mm. that's a tussy, it's a tussy sub, the subject or, <laughs> or even even positive so if our people are not gonna are not trained on how to put have gospel lenses to these things mm. yeah. they're gonna find it somewhere else yeah. uh, really whether good. unintentionally or probably yeah. just unintentionally yeah. probably yeah. sometime but because you know Everyone's a, a expert and theologian on, on Facebook, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and, that's true. And so, um, the Facebook theology. Right? Yeah, <laughs> for real. And, and so, um, and then also, like, there's there's a quote, I mean, a phrase that um, our college pastor Ken Crow would say is like, "Perception is reality without communication." And so, mm. if if the church is not talking about that's it, good. it's a it's a perception that the church does not care about mm. this. And so that's why the church should say something outside of tragedy, mm. outside of yeah. out, outside of February outside of MLK. <laughs> yeah. It's like, those are, the, those are the staples that we have been given the license to say, okay, <laughs> all these things that we've been talking about right now, but um, it <laughs> goes pent on. everything up until February and then just <laughs> let it all out right now. Let's just Ooh, all talk got, about it really we quick. Got, okay. We got, we got six over, more no months. <laughs> I'm ready. February's over, no more talking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So We can make yeah. one social media post <laughs> in the month of February. That's it. Nothing else throughout the rest of the year. Or, or, or here's a here's a, a book reference that I personally have not read myself, mm. uh, no. but I've heard it was a good. One. I heard I heard it was a good one. And it sounds pretty good. It's by you no, know, who like Eric Mason. So I, 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 Eric I, Mason is good though. Yeah, good so. Eric Mason, he, he, he is a beast and. Uh, <laughs> um, Thabiti, um, also a great. His last name I get tongue tied. I'm saying it like Thabiti Anubule. There you. Go. All right, there, there you go. go. But you guys can see Marcus dabbed. Yeah, of course sorry. You didn't see. Of course you didn't see this, but <laughs> in case you didn't, in see case it, you didn't see, I it. hope you didn't. Yeah, see yeah. It. If any of you can see us right now, leave. <laughs> but yeah, so if the church is silent. Church communicates in some form or fashion that the church yeah. doesn't care. Mm. Yeah. So what uh, did you have something else, Deb? Sorry. No, I was just gonna say that was a great point. Yeah, that's good. Um, so. Ending, ending this conversation, right? What is the goal in one year from now? What do you want to see in five years from now and 10 years from now when your kids are your age? What is, what is the goal, right? What do you want to see? And obviously on this side of, of heaven, we're not ever going to see a world that is racism free, right? Mm, We are never going to see this utopian society that is perfect in all ways, Mm -hmm. but what is, what is the goal? Right. Yeah. Um, that we're not having the same conversation next year. Yeah. The same type. Yeah. The, the same like, well, what do we do? Or mm. What's next? Because yeah. um, um, a lot of it, like a lot of my friends, great intention. They're like, hey, Marcus, what's the most helpful thing I can do right now? I say, can, you, can we just talk about this outside of when we will forget about George yeah. Floyd because we're people – we we do have other things going on because we're still living. Yeah. You know. So we will forget about I personally have forgot about Ahmad. Yeah. Until you said this in I'm like, yo, that was that was May, like early May. Yeah. Um and so um that we're not having the same conversation. Like this is an analogy that's not great. I, I think it's kind of cool because it, 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 it did with sports. So it's <laughs> like, um, you know, I think a lot of people are always like looking for that grand slam. What's that grand slam resource? What's that one book? That yeah. one podcast that is going to change? Gonna, everything. Gonna change? I'm like, hey, I mean, can we get on first base? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we just can we just get on the base game? Because yeah. uh, we know the actual grand slam is Christ returning. Yeah. And that's making good. all these things new, but let's just right. get. First base here. Just get a bunt in. Just get a, get a bunt in, like yeah. bunt in, so that this like this 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 little bunt of this conversation does not stop of you know get someone getting a, a, I don't know baseball terms, but yeah. just first base. Let's right. just keep talking. Yeah. Like, that's Sick. like my only hope for this year. Right. Like I'm pretty I'm pretty numb right now, honestly, with these mm-hmm. conversations, and pretty doubtful in a lot of in a lot of areas. Um, the stuff that I have to repent of, but, but yeah. yeah, like just can we just keep talking, please? Yeah. Um, what about you, Deb? Yeah, definitely. Kind of going on are important to keep having in a couple of years, honestly, decades. I would love to see um, just even more churches, the church as a whole, 
really expressing God's vision and heart for um, just reconciliation and for diversity um, and in this area of race. I've loved seeing even just a lot of church leaders step up recently and post about things that are going on, and I think that's really awesome and important. But I love to see more people that are part of churches yeah. talking about these things, yeah. Yeah. Um, stepping up to not just post about it, because anyone can post or repost about something, but how are you living this out in your own life? Like, are you actually like <clears throat> going out there to care about, you know, people that are just struggling and so I think that's something I'd love to see is kind of like to echo what you said not having to have this exact same convo a year a couple years from now but having a different conversation um, of wow like look how much progress we've made in this area because I don't think it's impossible I think right now people are becoming aware of things and there's a lot of hope in that I just feel like there's a there's a wave that's coming um, of people really stepping up and people linking arms of different races and backgrounds to really fight for one another. And so that's something I'd love to really see um, in a couple of decades. I, I really do believe it's possible. I don't think it's impossible. Um, but I think it takes cooperation and participation from everyone, um, not just the quote-unquote victims. Yeah, and hopefully it doesn't take another like pandemic for us to slow down yeah. enough to even have this conversation. Period. Yeah. yeah. If there's ever like a silver lining of what's been going on, man, this pandemic sucked. Mm-hmm. Like on, on a large scale, but it's yeah. like it's forced like myself and a lot of other people just to like stop mm-hmm. and really process like these things like mm-hmm. in depth. And so hopefully it doesn't take another <laughs> yeah. global pandemic yeah. to like I should consider these things. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. So really quick, last question. Um, what are, if you guys could give one, two, three, something like that, like resources, podcasts, books, mm-hmm. articles. And I know that, like we said earlier, the best resource that you can have is your own personal prayer life, your mm-hmm. own personal Bible intake, your own personal um, like relationship with the Father, right? But mm-hmm. outside of that, what are some active resources, steps that people can take towards learning more whether it's podcast books Mm. social media pages that you find to be helpful um Mm. just give a couple each of you yeah so i've heard about the book um i think it's called be the bridge by latasha morrison yes i've heard a lot about that book i'm yet to read it i need to because she seemed really awesome and i know she was also on a podcast talking about it Mm -hmm. recently and so i think that would be a really great resource for anyone looking to grow in this get together a group of friends get that book and talk through it read through it um i'm sure there are just a lot of great like tips in it in terms Mm -hmm. of how to really fight for this and grow in this area I think also watching movies um, that depict real events that happened um, for people of color is important because you know more of their history. And so um, earlier this year, I saw the movie Just Mercy, um, which I would recommend all y'all seeing. It made me cry so much. It's such a good movie. Um, But it just brings a lot of awareness and it's just very eye-opening because you just... It just it starts conversation. I think watching movies like that are important mm-hmm. for conversation starters. Um, yeah, I think those are some things Sweet. that come to mind right now. Yeah, yeah um, definitely would affirm anyone looking to be the bridge. Mm-hmm. Like just booking themselves, but there's resources on resources on resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how do you have a conversation in a, in a, in a, in a structure that's helpful? Mm-hmm. They even see a timeline. I'm like, okay, nine weeks, a discussion group mm-hmm. talking about awareness, talking about acknowledgement, lament, mm-hmm. these things. So mm-hmm. super helpful. Look it up, look it up, look it up. Um, podcasts or people to follow. I would follow The Witness. Mm-hmm. The Witness uh, is by a guy, guys named Tyler um, Barnes. Um, Tyler, Tyler, Tyler Burns, I'm sorry. Tyler Burns and Jamar Tisby. Uh, I will I will look at Jude 3 Project. Um, just has other resources and other people of color that I've personally learned from. Cause I, man, I didn't know these people even existed. Yeah. Um, so that's that. Um, and then an- another another um, just book, I, w- I think it would be helpful. I mean, 
you probably heard, you've probably seen the, the Color Compromise mm-hmm. by Jamar Tisby. There's a other book called Woke Church by Eric Mason, mm-hmm. uh, Right Color, Wrong Culture by, by Brian Loritz. Mm-hmm. Um, those are just like, I mean, and through those people, you'll, you'll, you'll learn like other people. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Uh, um, but yeah, and also divided by faith. Sorry. Cool. Sorry. There's a, the, no, you're good. There's I, there's lots. <laughs> there, I, I, as you can tell, there's a there's a lot, but just like just trying to get your feet wet. Um, these are just help, helpful resources that should influence your personal Bible intake, mm-hmm. your personal prayer, and your personal yeah. repentance. These things are resources, not the actual source. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Sweet. Um, well, I know that was a super heavy conversation. <laughs> I know it was heavy for us here. I know it was heavy for you guys listening. Um, but yeah, I want to encourage you guys, uh, don't, don't listen to this and end here, right? Mm-hmm. So let this be your conversation starter. Um, start talking, like Deb said, with your friends who are people of color. Start talking with your friends that are like you. Um, don't limit your conversations to just a certain group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, branch out. Uh, talk to people, have conversations with people, study, uh, pray about it, read about it, do all kinds of stuff, use resources, um, plead to the Lord, right? Just, just don't let the conversation end here. Um, uh, that's, that's pretty much what I could encourage you guys with. Yeah. Again, just thanks to, to Marcus. Thanks to Deb. Um, we Thank appreciate you, you guys. We love us. you guys. Thank, thanks, Zach. Um, yeah. And if you guys need, uh, to talk to somebody who are out there listening, um, man, reach out to us, social media, uh, at the journey, LBK, Facebook, same thing. Um, a lot of you guys probably have our personal phone numbers. Reach out to us. Mm-hmm. Like we want to talk to you guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if we don't know answers, we can point you into the direction of somebody. Cool. That's uh, probably smarter than we are, or at least I am. Um, but yeah, we love you guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Journey Podcast. You can learn more about the Journey by checking us out on Instagram or Facebook. Just search for at the Journey LBK.